Boston Francis, three-pointer, it's good! What a shot, Aston Francis! Francis drives in, underhanded layup, and off the board to boot. That's a shot I can confidently say I've never seen. And as Francis hits the three, and he's going to go to the line for one more. Francis fades from the corner against oh, the roll. 62 points. Well, Aston, thanks for taking the time to join us. And obviously the timing works out well with the release of the uh, D3 Hoops All-Decade team on Tuesday. So let's let's start with that. And let me ask you what your reaction was to uh, find out that you're a first-team uh, All-Decade selection. Um, yeah, you know, any any honor like that is uh, definitely humbling and, and, and proud to be uh, part of that. And very nice of them to include me in that list. But it just... Uh, you know, really it brings back just the memories of playing uh, Wheaton. I know it wasn't that long ago, but, um, you know, memories and, and relationships form with the guys on the team and coaches and, and just people around the school. You obviously went through a little bit of an award circuit following your senior season with the Bevo Francis Award and the National Player of the Year. So, and so let me ask, where this one ranks and, and what that experience was like being able to to re- maybe whether you wanted it or not, have the spotlight shine so brightly following the final four run there. Uh, yeah, you know, I think uh, I would say that Jostin stood out the most to me um, because that was something, you know, I remember my sophomore year at Carthage, I saw uh, Steve Jurakovic's, um his Jostin's trophy and kind of made a, a goal from that moment on, like, man, that'd be really cool to to win that one. So, but this one, I mean, this, the all decade stuff is right up there because, you know, to be considered one of the top players in the last 10 years of D3, having so many uh, quality players and high caliber players at our level, um, like I said, it's just a huge honor. And I'm very proud to be, be able to be a part of that list. Well, let, let's, let me take it back to the beginning then, because you, you started at Tyler Junior College. So what was it about Wheaton that drew you in after after that year at, at Tyler, and, and how did that experience kind of prepare you for, for the transition to Wheaton? Yeah. Um, so knowing Trevor Gunner obviously was, was big because I, I had a firsthand account. I didn't have the uh, the recruiting sales pitch that most, most guys would give you. I, I could actually ask Trevor and get an honest answer. Um, so having, having his account of how the school was, was huge. And, you know, he loved it from day one. Um, and then coach shower was, was a, a big time recruiter. He was always sending me texts or, or, you know, mail and came down to visit a few times. He and coach Culver both came down. I remember to watch a practice and then coach Culver watched the game. Um, so that constant contact, you know, was, was big and, and just showed that he wanted me. And then obviously the, the high caliber academics and the, the Christian lifestyle that Wheaton provides um, was, was also very big and, and a big selling point for me. Yeah, you mentioned Trevor. That's kind of a unique experience. What was it like getting to go through those three years? You don't always get to go through a college experience with, with a high school friend like that, and let alone do it on the court. So what was that experience like for, for you two to get to share those those memories together? Yeah, well, you know, actually we weren't uh, – I mean, we knew each other in high school, but we were actually rivals. We were uh, crosstown rivals, and I didn't like his school very much, and I don't think he liked mine. But <laughs> uh, I always thought Trevor was a nice guy. 
So it was cool to be able to play with him and, and get to know him uh, and actually ended up rooming with him and a couple other guys my senior year. So um, Trevor's a, a really good friend of mine now and uh, very fortunate that I was led to Wheaton to, to be able to form that relationship with him. You committed to a program that was 5-20, and 20, which I, I think could probably lead a lot of people to scratch their head on the surface there. But what changed about the culture in those first couple of years that really set it up for the run that happened there to, into the final four? Well, you know, I, I think five and 20, the, the record that year was a little misleading. Uh, I think the team was better than that record. They just had some, you know, really close games against CCIW opponents, mostly that didn't go their way. Um, which, you know, rarely does it happen that many times in a season, but, you know, it was just unfortunate um, but I would say the closeness of, uh, my year, you know, Luke and, and Kobe, Mike, Tyrell, Trev, all those guys, um, and just the, the willingness to work and do some stuff that was uncomfortable, um, was what made us turn it around, you know, guys being willing to get up at 6am when no one's making you and you could very easily skip you know um but we decided as a team you know hey we want to get in the weight room we want to start doing workouts you know skill position workouts and things like that um and at the d3 level when you're not forced to do those things you know by a coach and there's no consequences if you don't do those things um i think that's rare to find a group of guys that will just commit to that and kind of make that uh the new norm and so each each year the new recruiting classes come in and they just kind of get into the swing of that and fall right in. You know, there's no, uh, there's no readjustment for having to start that over. Yeah. How much of that, that closeness would you attribute to just wanting this, having, having the, the stick to to, to see this thing through coming off that season when you've got teammates leaving and you've got guys bailing and to, that group decides to be the group that that's going to make that change. Yeah, um, I think being able to go through that together and all staying together, you know, Tyrell left um, right as we were starting our senior year, I guess. But uh, other than that, you know, we had that same group together the whole way. And so to be able to experience the highs and lows of just, you know, three college basketball seasons with them is really cool because, you know, you're you're going to be at odds. Uh, with each other sometimes on the court, but uh, being able to keep, you know, the, the on the court stuff and off the court friendships uh, separate, I think was really big for us. And then just spending so much time together, you know, the, the guys on the team were the guys that uh, I ate with, uh, lived with, you know, three or four of them. Um, and normally we would kind of group off and, and all kind of live together and end up hanging out at each other's house on the weekends. And, um, you know, those are the guys, Coach Shower says it when he recruits you. Uh, he says, these are the guys you're going to do life with, and it really is, um, that really is the case. You guys ended up, your junior year, kind of end up on the wrong side of the bubble there. How did that, being left out of that, really fuel that run to make sure you guys got over the hill and into the postseason uh, as, as seniors? Yeah, it was tough. Um, I, I think we won – we want to get maybe Carthage to, to seal our, our spot in the CCIW tournament. Um, and I think we kind of relaxed our junior year after doing that um, and then ended up losing, I think, our last 
two or three games, which if we win just one of those, we're probably in. And so coming back the next year, you know that you don't want to be on that 17-18 win line. You want to get to 19-20 because that looks a lot better. And then having some of the wins that we did, you know, being able to beat like a North Central my senior year, which we didn't do my junior year, and and winning a game in the CCIW tournament uh, was really big. And so we kind of knew exactly what we needed to do to get in. Um, And fortunately, we were able to do it. Yeah, how big was that that Oshkosh win early on to kind of prove to you guys that hey, we're we're very capable, um, but just and also to kind of set the tone for the rest of that season. I think it was really big. Yeah, um, just because they were obviously highly highly ranked at the beginning of the year, and um, you know continued to be really good throughout the year, and ended up being I think a top five team going into the tournament. So having that one on our resume. Um, so early and in kind of a, a not dominating win, but it looked good. I think we won by 12 or 15, somewhere around there. So uh, to have that one in your back pockets really, uh, really boost the resume, I think. Yeah, you, you come off that and then a couple weeks later, you get run out of the gym by Chicago, you lose at North Park. And in the waning seconds there at Illinois Wesleyan, you're scared down a possible three-game losing streak. So how big was that? that buzzer beater that, that kind of gets overshadowed a little bit in in the grand scheme of that season, but that buzzer beater in Bloomington to kind of put the season back on track. Yeah. You know, I think those games, um, the Chicago game was, was fluky. I remember we just didn't play well. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those college basketball games, you know, it happens to, I think everybody, every, every year, um, you have kind of a letdown game. I think we had started five and zero or six and zero, and and just kind of had a slip up. Um, and then the North Park game, I was, it was just so surreal, I guess, because they they were not great that year, and uh, we just played awful in every aspect of the game. And so being able to bounce back um, from that one, that's what the Iowa game was huge, and kind of getting back on the right track before Christmas break. And being able to build some momentum going into the break, uh, I think, was really good. And, um, yeah, that shot actually is kind of a, a variation of the one that I hit um, in the Marietta game. It was, you know, same type of step back, just not on the on the baseline. It was at the top. Um, and, really, I hadn't practiced it before that. And I hit that shot, and I was like, man, that's a good one to go to just because I know I can get that shot off. And that kind of started me. Uh, shooting that shot more in games and obviously led to a a good ending uh, in that Marietta game. Yeah, how that's an interesting point. How often do you maybe get forced into something in a game and say, "Hey, maybe that's that's something I should add to the tool bag and and really continue to to work on as as adding just another weapon." How often do you kind of experience something like that? Um, it just depends. It just depends. I think seeing how some teams played me and, and, you know, I would, I'll give it like Krishan orange from Augustana for an example. He played me so weird cause he would play behind me um, when I was coming off screen. So really he wasn't in between uh, me and the goal. Like you normally would be, he was literally behind me. So he was on the baseline. It would have been easy for me to cut, but with the help that they had, um, I wouldn't have got a layup. So, you know, we started, 
screening on the wrong side or the opposite side that we normally would uh, for me to get open there. So, I mean, just things like that where somebody does something different that you don't expect or you don't really plan for. And then you see, oh, well, I guess this would be open if they do that. And then you prepare for it the next time because most of the time, you know, especially conference opponents, you're going to see them more than once. Um, so once you see how they play the one time, you can adjust for the rest of the rest of the games you have against them. I think one of the storylines that, and again, I don't, it probably wasn't wasn't known until afterwards. Was you played that most of that senior year injured, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know that that people really became aware of that till the end of the year. But when did that injury happen, and and what did that do to change your routine and what you were what you were able to do between games to prepare? Um. So, yeah, the, it was a stress fracture. My my left leg, left shin. And uh, it happened right after the first game of the season. I, uh, I I went to Alan and Trish, the trainers, and and said, "Hey, I think I've got shin splints. You know, what can I do for that?" And they started feeling on my shin and said, "Well, does it hurt here? No. Does it hurt here? No." And then they they touched on the bone and said, "Well, does it hurt here?" And I said, "Yeah, that's that's right where it hurts." And uh, so I went and got an X ray, and the X ray was fine. And then got an MRI, and the MRI showed that there was you know, a small stress fracture. And they just said, you know, you can play through this um, and it will just get progressively worse and you can have a surgery at the end of the year or or decide what you want to do at the end of the year, or you can sit out and it may heal. It may not. Um, And so I decided to just play and kind of do whatever I need to do after the season. Uh, I had a similar situation my senior year of high school, actually with a, a stress fracture in my foot. And, and made the same decision and, and, you know, knew that that's what I wanted to do. So um, as far as preparation goes, it I, I wasn't able to shoot on the gun as much. Uh, the shooting machine we have, which was big for me, you know, I got on that thing every day, every morning before class, and uh, Alan and Trish wouldn't let me in there. So I had to <laughs> change my shooting to, to doing it a little bit after practice. Uh, Coach Zach Quam and Joel Smith were the the ultimate ball shaggers, so I would get them to rebound for me uh, after practice, and that was kind of when I could get away with getting the extra shots up. Were there times throughout the year where the pain would would flare up, and you you'd have to consider maybe shutting it down for a couple of days, or, or doing any kind of load management like that? You know, Alan and Trish were were really really awesome, um, and in really helped me to manage the pain well and having that Wednesday, Saturday split, like we normally did. Um, it really didn't bother me too much. The The day after a game coach shower, uh, would kind of take it easy, not just on, you know, me, but on everybody, you know, we didn't do a whole lot, just kind of enough to, to get the blood flowing and, and kind of make sure our legs were loose. Um, but I would, I would say it really didn't bother me until the tournament, uh, the, the back-to-backs were a little bit of a different animal. And so there were some games that it would hurt, um, you know, on that second game, that Saturday game. But for the most part, once your adrenaline's going, you're kind of in the flow of the game. I wasn't really thinking about it. So it really didn't have too big an impact, fortunately. There, It was talked about after the Marietta game. But so, so I got to ask you about the shot at the end of the Augustana game. Because you guys have mm-hmm. a, you guys have a shot to, to take the lead in the last couple seconds against Augustana. You get a three off in the corner. 
yeah. that, that doesn't go in. And it's essentially the same shot you make at the end of the Marietta game. But the Marietta game comes because once the gym's empty, you're you're there shooting that same shot that you, you missed against Augustana for, what, maybe an hour afterwards. What was it about that shot not going in that, that kind of forced you back into the gym later that night? Um, really the fact, I think when I missed it, I was shocked because I thought it was going in. I really, it felt good. Um, it looked good. It was online and it was just a little short. And so, um, the fact that it was short and it felt good and I swore that it was right in the middle made me want to go fix it because obviously if it felt that good and it wasn't, you know, I, I needed to work on it more. Um, and so I went in the back with, with Mike Winowiecki and we worked on it and I would make that shot every day before I left. Um, mainly because, you know, that's one of those things you learn from. I knew that that was a shot that I could get. It's really hard to block. Um, if someone really commits to trying to block it, they're probably going to hit my leg, which is going to be a foul. And so in a late game situation, um, I wanted to have that one kind of in the back pocket to go to. Uh, where if we really need a, a shot or need a bucket, um, you know, and that, and that one's almost automatic, uh, having practiced it so much, then I want to have that one. So uh, that's really where that shot came from. And then, um, you know, just practice it every day and be really comfortable with it and try not to use it in a, in a game um, too much so that you know you have it when you need it at the, at the end of the game. Yeah, so so you come down the floor at the end of Marietta game. You know that's the move you're going to then. I did, yeah. So the the two kind of go to shots um, throughout the season were a uh, I would put my right shoulder into the defender, step back to my left, and get the shot off. Um, you know, kind of put my shoulder into him to freeze him, and then step back and shoot, um, and got really comfortable with that one. And then the other one was you know that shot that I hit in the corner going right and then stepping back to my right. So the, the shot before um, the, the corner shot was a step back to my left. I hit, you know, put my shoulder in the guy, step back. And so went right to that, that other shot. And I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Um, knew that I was going to get the ball and on the right wing, uh, we had talked about it on the timeout. And so um, when coach shower, I think he mentioned in the post game thing, I, I went up to him at the end of a timeout and said, coach, I got it. Um, just cause I knew exactly what shots I wanted to shoot. I knew that I hadn't used them a whole lot in the game. They probably uh, weren't going to expect me to do those uh, or sit on them at least. And, and fortunately was able to get them both off. Yeah. Obviously 62 points in a tournament is probably a highlight of a tournament run, but you guys also knocked off Augustana in their gym the night before is there one that it's hard to how do you how do you balance weighing those two when you get a, a highlight like not winning a sweet 16 game at a conference opponent and then having the night you had the next night is there one is there something that puts one above the other yeah i, I the augustana game will always stand out the most to me um the the 62 is cool and, and on an individual um level you know that's probably my best game that I've ever played and, and, uh, you know, it was fun to be a part of and everything and the circumstances were cool, but the Augie game, uh, everybody played well. And as a team, I think that was the best that we ever played. Um, 
in my time at Wheaton. It was just that second half, we were clicking on all cylinders. Everybody was playing well. We, we played a lot better defense. Um, and then down the stretch, I, we were just great. Uh, you know, as a whole, we got stops when we needed them, didn't give up second chances, made our free throws, just did everything right. Um, and so given the atmosphere, you know, a packed gym at Augie, uh, and then being in Augustana, a team that we really hadn't had much success against, I think we beat them once. And in, in my, um, that will all be the game that stands out, and probably the first one that comes to mind when I think back on my career. So obviously, you were, you had talked about earlier needing to put put off the surgery after the season, but how have how have the injuries and and everything else kind of how have you had to deal with that impacting moving on to the next chapter and, and starting starting this professional career when you've had to, you know, get, get the delay right off the bat with fixing the stress fracture? And, and how has mm-hmm. that kind of impacted your pursuit of the next level? Um, yeah, so it actually it, it ended up wasn't supposed to, but it ended up putting me out all of uh, last year. So what would have been my first year? Um, I had surgery in April, I think of my senior year. So April of 19 and, um, you know, kind of the, the protocol, they put a a rod in, in a, they put a screw in your knee. Um, and the doctors just said, when you can play, you know, feel free to play. It shouldn't, it shouldn't break. Um, which is the main thing they were worried about. And so when I, Felt that I was good to play. I started playing and practicing and doing all that stuff. And that was probably uh, mid-summer time and was able to get some workouts with uh, the Bucks in Milwaukee and go up there and play around summer league with them. And um, had had a lot of pain and, and just assumed that that was part of it, getting back into it. And so um, as I kept pushing, I was supposed to try out with Milwaukee in October um, for the G League. and um, it just never healed the, you know, the bone never closed up. There was always kind of a little, a little gap missing, um, in my shin. And so when I went to Milwaukee, I just told them that, and, and, you know, obviously they, they sent me home and just said, you know, you need to worry about getting healthy first. And then when you do, uh, you know, kind of go from there. And so, um, unfortunately I stayed off of it for, three or four months and it never healed up again. And so I had another surgery in March of 2020 and um, that one has worked. And um, now I have this opportunity uh, since the G league is kind of up in the air to, to come over here to Georgia, which is where I'm at right now and, and play for a few months. And um, you know, really excited to, to finally get the ball rolling on a professional career and kind of see uh, what that experience is like and, and getting to do it in another country and uh, you know obviously a brand new experience for me is is really exciting and something I'm looking forward to yeah how has how has that opportunity presented itself because I, I I know you had talked about the G League and the G League being up in the air so how did how did that unfold that you know we kind of turned the page from the G League to this opportunity in Georgia yeah you know it happened really fast I was um so I was working half days at a, a dental office. One of my friend's dads uh, just needed some help around his office. And um, I was able to do that and then do my basketball stuff in the afternoons. And I'm sitting there at work and texting my agent, asked for an update. Hey, what's the G League situation looking like? Um, and this was probably 
right at the beginning of December, maybe the second week of December. And uh, he said, well, it looks like the Mavericks and the Bucks are opting out of the G League season, which were my option uh, one and two. And so I said, oh, well, you know, what do you, what do you think? And he said, we can try a, another G League team or we can look overseas. Um, and I just said, all right, well, let's look overseas if we can start playing since a lot of the G League stuff is still up in the air. And, um, you know, within a couple of hours, he said, okay, you've got an offer in Lithuania and you got an offer in Georgia. And um, with, with the Georgia offer, I get a European passport, which is um, makes me – teams get like a, a couple imports. They get like two Americans or three Americans per team. And with this European passport, I don't count as an import. Um, and so that's a big selling point for, for the Georgian team. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's a level of comfort with the, the owner of this team. Uh, my agent had, had known him and, and knows he's a good guy. Um, and then actually Krishan Orange played for the team that I'm on now last year. And so there's some familiarity uh, there too. I wasn't skeptical about coming over here and getting kidnapped or anything. Or uh, So I kind of I knew what I was getting into. 